0: episode 14 of the Ice Cash Report. I'm Anthony, joined by Tim. And, Tim, we finally reached the last regular season game of the year. Uh, In August, we thought we'd be gearing ourselves for a potential selection Sunday. Uh, Now, we are thanking God it's the last regular season game. It's been a uh, tale of two seasons, the non-conference season for the Penguins,
1: 4-0.
0: Wins by three touchdowns or more in every game. Then the conference play hit and some bad breaks early. And after that, it's been downhill since. And the Penguins are going to finish in last place of the conference. It's
1: been a uh, tale of two stories that uh, you're correct about that. And more importantly, it's been a horrendous conference schedule mm-hmm. this year, uh, how they played. A team that just never seemed to believe in themselves, yeah, in my opinion. Exactly right. Uh, maybe... And truthfully, overrated on talent, especially on the Mm -hmm. defensive side of the ball. And that's disappointing because I think we all had good expectations. I think realistic expectations. And I didn't expect them to win every game. I may predict them to win every game, which I didn't. But uh, I thought, for the most part, that they played not up to their level of of talent or the talent was overvaluated. I really think... We can look at this team this season and see the same mistake committed week in and week out over and over again, both on both sides of the ball, yep. to be quite honest with you. And I think some of the leadership was there and some of it wasn't. On the offensive side of the ball, I will say this. I thought the play calling was below eh, average. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they utilized their talent when they had it. I will say this also on the offensive side of the ball. The receiving core was less than stellar yes, and that hurt in this Mm -hmm. uh, your your offense because when you needed to throw a ball that you were not guaranteed to find an open receiver and I think that as the season progressed became more and more obvious to their opponents and they they shut it down and you became a very predictable team and that really kind of led the way to the, uh, the outputs we've seen the last
0: month. Yeah, the loss of Darius Shackleford before the season even started, uh, that was a big loss. And I don't think you know, the Penguins ever um, overcame that. I thought St. Surin and I thought Braswell, nice receivers, uh, but they're not number ones. And uh, they probably were not recruited here to be number ones. Um, uh, kind of irritating and frustrating, like you said, not not putting our playmakers in, possession, in position, uh, Miles Joiner and you know has a really big non-conference couple of games and has some nice conference games. I um, going back to last year and it just never seemed like the Penguins could consistently get him the ball. Um, offensive line was a disaster. That was just uh, unacceptable on every level that, after the non-conference play. Yeah, that to me
1: is probably the the glue of the season is the offensive line and its inconsistencies. Entire season, never gelling, nope. never being able to give any quarterback an opportunity really to throw the ball in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the running game, it wasn't north and south as much as I would like, and it's surprising too. Yeah, and, that's not like us. Well, I think it was on a simple level, but we had speed in Elisi, and he wanted to get to the outside and, edge, which he was very successful. With, I mean, with his speed and his yes. abilities, uh, but. You have to have an a equal, downhill run. Yeah, you have to be
0: able to run through the tackles. has never, for the last fifteen, maybe twenty years, we've had a stud at tailback. We've had a bona fide top of the conference back, and nothing against the guys this year. We've had some hard nosed kids. Alessi, I thought he's a warrior. Uh, Chapman has some nice clumps, but we never, we never had that game breaker at tailback for the first time in a while. Um, I Just
1: well, I Honestly wonder if they just didn't utilize their talent to the the best of their abilities and put them in situations To succeed I thought at times a play calling got very predictable and in that play calling getting predictable you allow a defense really to take advantage of your offense and you know all season long they had ups and downs and you know, I kept asking, give the ball to Joe Alessi yes. more and more, and yes. he never really truly did. He was really pigeonholed at about 12 to 14 carries a game at the most, and they really didn't utilize him as a receiver no, the he, entire he season. he didn't catch
0: his first pass until the, Western Illinois, or the Southern Illinois game. Right, and I'm not saying we had
1: the most stellar quarterback in the world who was the best thrower, but he had a quality season. Uh, you know, I, Nate Mays but, played his absolute, yeah, butt off. You know, I thought Nate Mays played well. I thought he, you know, he was at the end of the day, games. his stats were always 12 of 17, 175 yards, almost every yep. game. And all right, that's probably about 50 to 75 yards less than you would hope in your passing game. However, he there didn't. was never, there were times where he made good quality yes. passes that were not, uh, caught. Mm-hmm. There was times where he missed open receivers there were times where he threw behind players it was inconsistency throughout the game and you know him as a warrior as a leader no there's no question he was he was a top-of-the-line type player I'll on that, 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 that level so I I'm not here you know taking a, a shot at Nate Mays because I thought he was a leader of this he team. was and he played well under the circumstances that he was in yes he played Unfortunately, well enough for to you need games. a full team to play well yes you don't need just one player to play yes well. I said all season long, this team will go as far as your quarterback would take him because the offense is such a big part of football today. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily mean that he was the only option on your team. And that, to me, was the concerning part. He's a good runner. Very good runner. He's a capable quarterback who can lead this team. And him as a runner and Leslie as a runner were not utilized... Enough now, well, a lot of it might go to the injuries yes. that Mays had early in the season and prevented maybe the offense from using him as an attack yes. as That's much a great as they point. want
0: to. That's a great point. And uh, Nate Mays this year was not the reason why we lost football games. Oh, no. Um, you're right. Would you like your quarterback to throw for 225, 250? Absolutely. Um, but I think the injury... Uh, at the end of the Northern Iowa game um, really started, it really held him back. Uh, you could see he was banged up. We could even see against South Dakota State when we jumped out to the big lead. Um, he just wasn't, the the zone read of this offense was such a big part. May's keeping it. And I think when he got hurt, that went away, and we and when we tried that, teams were keen on the running back because so they knew we had to give it to the back. Well, I think Our sins were discovered in a Northern Iowa game.
1: Yes. I think they were exposed, and the rest of the league follows suit and really made it more difficult for this team going forward. And that, offensively, was the hardest thing. Look, every season, I don't care what team you are, there comes a time where it's a close game on the road. Yep that your offense has to produce or your defense or someone has to come up with a huge play mm-hmm. to turn the events to give you the favor in the game to have an opportunity to win. Why issue in that game was always consistently behind. They can never climb that mountain. Yep. After that game, I think some of their weaknesses were exposed and just like a, any good opponent who recognizes your weaknesses, you got to attack from that point on. And really all season long the, the Defensive backs were unfortunately beat bad. Yeah, they were not very
0: good this year. They were, let's be honest, you they were just terrible.
1: Can't, you got to, you can't get, let receivers get behind you and get big plays every game. And unfortunately, it wasn't just one play; it was multiple plays throughout the game defensively. I thought the defensive line at times played very strong, at times was in uh, inconsistent. Inconsistent, yes. Uh, the linebacker played an exact same level. So, I mean, there was a lot of areas where you could see why they gave up 50 some points per goal game at
0: times. Nothing just ever meshed. Yeah. There was no Nothing, continuity Joe, no. in this team this year.
1: There was this, I will never say a team quit because I don't believe most teams ever do. I do believe that this team lacked the ability to to, to overcome mistakes. T- yes. And also to believe in themselves enough to say, "All right, we got punched in the face. We're going to counter punch." We're going to set up our offense to make a big play, and they're going to come through. That was the problem. If the defense did hold, the offense just gave it right we back on three out. downs. Yes.
0: That was probably yes. the
1: season in a nutshell here for YSU. Yeah, they didn't season. play
0: complementary football. And uh, when you when your margin of error is so small, you have to play perfect complementary football. And in this conference, it, it's almost impossible to play perfect football. You know, you bring that up, and. The first four games of the
1: season when they were undefeated and they defeated some quality teams in the process. Not great teams, but good teams. Three teams with the ring records. Right. So that time of the, of the season, they were playing what you called complimentary yes. football. Uh, the defense was making plays and the offense was taking mm-hmm. advantage of it. Uh, I think they even had a punt return in one of those games. Yeah, They had the number one punt return in the country a couple of weeks right. ago. And my point is they were making plays mm-hmm. that help you win ball games. From the Northern Iowa game on, no one, both offensive and defensively, special teams, really made enough plays on a consistent basis to give this team an opportunity to win ball games, and that's where they were at. Now the game last week, same thing, got behind, never really contended in the game. Uh, at least hard, they fought. Yeah, fought, they fought hard. Yeah, that's they what they we did said last week. They yeah, did fought hard. It was a game that they probably had expectations to win, and they should. Uh, I don't imagine a team. Who doesn't expect to win a ball? Yeah,
0: game. you don't go to games and we're going to lose this game. However,
1: body language tells you that the team just never had any consistency and no. belief in themselves. And I'm not sure how much that goes on the coaching staff as much as that goes on the
0: players. That's on the players. That's on the players. We talked about it last week. At some point, you got to man up as as a person to have pride in yourself. You know? Not, it, look— and we don't know what goes on in practice. We're, we're not right. there. Um, is it these guys just don't care? I don't want to say they don't care. Because obviously they were brought here. They love the game of football. They, you know, it, it just seemed to be an avalanche of things from the Northern Iowa game on that never really slowed down.
1: Well, like I said, they had some injuries. They also had the inability to make big plays. Uh, the second half, we didn't season. have explosive playmakers. No, you're right,
0: and on both sides of the ball. Yeah,
1: especially defense. Defense could not stop anybody. Uh, to win ball games, one thing is guaranteed, and we learned this during the Wolford years. You're not going to outscore teams. No, nope. your defense can't nope. stop nobody. You must have a defense that can contain your opponent. For then your offense has a chance to score points, or you create points either defensively or special teams. And this team here defensively couldn't stop nobody and the offense wasn't able to create enough points yep. to be competitive in the league. And that's what it comes down yep. to. I don't care how you look at it, the deficiencies in this team to me was they never gelled. They never believed them now, themselves. No, the lack of
0: secondary play, um, was a big, big part of why we struggled. Uh, teams could have their way throwing the football against us and when you know that it sets up the path or the run to be a little bit easier and um it's it's obviously not what you and I are expecting. Uh you know, coming in four and You and I both picked them to beat Northern Iowa. We both picked them, you know, we were sitting there thinking, man, you can go three and one in non conference play, maybe four and boy, Well, you're looking at hosting a first round home game. Well, you know, and I don't just, want to
1: get that far ahead of us. You know, when you look at the season, you take it one game at a time I and mean, I kept reaching B one and 0 this yeah. week. Um that's what they needed to do and they were never 1-0 each no. week and that was the problem their deficiencies showed and the deficiencies were evident going forward and i th- believe you know the community itself had the same expectations we did when they were yeah. 4-0 and that they were to see really great football, football and yeah. have an opportunity to compete in this football league and unfortunately that never materialized and when they went on the road They became even less of a team than they were at home. And at the end of the season, we've seen this team not play well everywhere. And now, to me, this week is purely a... Thank you to the seniors that we have. Yes, it's that. Obviously, the seniors is their last opportunity to play football in the red and white and stuff like that. And I'm not taking anything away from what they they have given to play Mm -hmm. football at YSU. What I'm saying is... This game here this week is not much just pride, but it's about establishing what you want to be remembered for as a team. Uh, yeah, you won more games than you did the year before. You improved on that level. But did you improve as a team going forward? Do you believe the program has a chance to become an eight, nine game winner next year? And right now, the answer is no. But this week can erase some of those bad memories. And that's, to me, what this is all about. Can you, as a, as a football team, not as a organization, not mm-hmm. as a program, but as a football team, can you erase some of those bad memories by getting a victory here at home and ending the season on a good note? That's the challenge in front of YSU. It has nothing to do going forward. That mm-hmm. all could be dealt with in the off season, and that could be dealt with, you know, Pelini as head coach, and yeah. everybody on the coaching staff, and... Everybody in the administration who has to take responsibility for how this team has performed and how it's not exciting this community like it once was. So that all could be dealt with after the yes. season. This week, though, really to me is about finishing on a high note and putting some of those pass sins
0: behind the, you. Yeah, though. behind you. Yeah. And, and yeah, moving it can, forward. Yeah, this is, you know, the Penguins. Uh, y- y- They'll take on the Illinois State for Senior Day, uh, noon on Saturday at Standish Stadium. Why uh, issues not played well against Illinois State here or there?
1: Uh, they haven't played well mostly in this conference. Last, for the last year, five
0: years. Uh, last year I made the trip to Normal to uh, uh, see the Penguins play Illinois State. Had to lead late and blew it, which is uh, you know, something you kind of expect almost. You, you always find a way to lose. Um, look. It's like the old saying goes, something is never as good as, as it seems, but it's also never as bad as it seems. And I know right now it's ugly and it's really ugly and it's deflating. It's it, it's not been fun for you or I, you know, um, to, it's not been fun to watch. It's not been fun for you or I to, co- you know, to cover. We have a, this is kind of different for us. We cover like the media but we have a vested rooting interest. This is, well, this we cover means as Fans us. who love yes. the, the school and, this, and the
1: team and want to see them do well. You know, we're, n- I mean, I'm not at every game. I no. watch every game on TV that I can through ESPN yes. plus and other op- options. And I do care about this program and I want us to see, succeed. I want to see why basketball team succeed. I have a dream there that I've been having since yes, 1980. And that's a different story. I have a dream for this Program to be successful. Now, the successful means winning national titles every year. No, no. It means competing in the Missouri Valley Football Conference at a high level and giving each and every team an opportunity every year mm-hmm. to be successful, to win, to enjoy, to have an experience of a lifetime and college playing football and for the community to back that dream. That's what it's all about in college to me. Especially at this level and you have that at Established division one schools. You don't necessarily have that at Akron or Kent You mm-hmm. don't have that maybe at Toledo. You may not have that at Bowling Green. You have glimpse of ups and downs Yes, and YSU's had its share of heights and its share of lows in the last 20 years now it's time to have a consistent level of success where you say yeah, i believe this team has an opportunity to make the playoffs and be competitive yep that's where the bottom line needs to be when you're in week seven and you see a team not able to make that run that frustrates all fans and then like this week it's going to be cold it's going to be a saturday afternoon and you're playing before family and friends and an empty stadium know 20,000 seat stadium that's going to have maybe 2,000 people in it yeah and maybe more but I really don't expect that
0: yeah it's uh Tim, is just tough it's just you know it's not the uh not the season you or I had hoped for had maybe expected uh you said every every week um from early August on when we started this journey um that this team's going to go as far as quarterback play can take them um now some extending of circumstances there with injuries and uh, stuff like that, but you also touched on every week how will this team respond to adversity, getting punched in the mouth, and uh, we clearly saw that it's it uh, couldn't handle it. No, we couldn't it, handle it, it. and that just didn't handle it. And that's where you know. Look, does a win this week help you for next year? Yeah, uh, I don't. here's the
1: disappointing part
0: of the year, in my opinion, it's not
1: the record, it's how you lost. Yeah. It's w- the Getting games your... that you lost that weren't competitive. It's and there were a games, lot of those this yes, year. And there were games where you wonder if the desire
0: to, to, win, was to there. win
1: from the players were there. And that's heartbreaking to see. Uh, when you see effort and you're outmatched, that's easy to accept. Yes. And it's heartbreaking when you lose a game 28-21 mm-hmm. or you lose the game like you did in Northern Iowa where you're in the game, but you just couldn't climb the mountain. Yep. But. We didn't have that many games like the Northern Iowa game. We nope. had more games like last week where, you know, you are in the game, but you weren't there. And two weeks ago where someone scores 55 points, 60, 56 yep. points on you, and it's just they're just having a field day, yep. and you can't do anything. So there was too many peaks and valleys in this year. It was nope. never and a
0: consistent More growth. valleys and peaks, yeah. Yeah,
1: and that was, the, that was the disappointing thing. So, like I said, one week left, let's turn it around. Let's see if they can wash some of those sins away and on a good note and go into the off season with a plan to be better in 2020.
0: yeah that's uh Tim I think that'll about do it uh it's been a long frustrating year uh had a lot of fun september though that's you have know, the the good football can still be there we have seen good football uh, we're a young football team let's not forget that we're we're one of the youngest teams in the conference. Um, So YSU and Illinois State, noon on Saturday at Boss Stadium. It will wrap up the 2019 season. And it will be a precursor to a rivalry finally being renewed. Our neighbors in Akron are finally done playing chicken. They have finally decided to schedule us. So YSU will wrap up 2019 against the Redbirds of Illinois State trying to finish 6-6 six six on the year, which would be a two-game improvement from last year. And get ready for September 5th next year at InfoCision Stadium against the Akron Zips, which, by the way, are winless this year. I'm not crying about that. As Tim and I will be on the road next year at the... Uh, yeah, we'll be at InfoCision Stadium next year. The Ice IceCast report will be at the site of Akron and YSU as the Penguins... We'll look to go 1-0, and 0, and maybe in 2021 can get Akron off the schedule, and they can upgrade their schedule because this is a, a Division two team. Can you tell I don't like Akron, Tim?
1: I've never liked Akron. <laughs> I and, don't like him um, either. Uh, put it this okay. way. I used to uh, give it the piece, the half-piece sign every time I walked, <laughs> uh, drove by the university. So, um, I think we'll do that set. next year? Yeah, the half-piece sign. Yeah, let's uh, – well – Tim, we had a lot of fun this year, didn't we? It was a uh, interesting year. Unfortunately, not as much as we needed. However, as you mentioned,
0: you win today. You finish 6-6. Six and six. Yes. It's a
1: non-losing season.
0: Yeah, it's... That is
1: something, actually, to strive for. Yeah,
0: it's a step in the right direction. You want to win no matter what. Uh, Tim and I will be watching and rooting and hoping. Just like if the Penguins were 11-0. and 0. Um, So, YSU and Illinois State Saturday at Stambl Stadium at noon. Tim and I will be back next year before the Akron game for Episode 1, Season 3 of the Ice Cast Report. So for Tim in 2019, I'm Anthony. Thank you for support all season long, and as always, go Penguins.